Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, My Sisters TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacey. And we are finally back from a month-long hiatus, but just in time for our six-month birthday. Ah! (laughs) I've missed you. (laughs) I have missed this. (laughs) But you too, Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, I have so much, I have so much I want to talk about. Since we missed our month wrap up, which we just, I think we both just really needed that break from the stress and having to just do dates, stuff like that was just, it was rough, I think. It was too much. I mean, we've had six months of this, of just constant like podcast and Instagram planning. So to get that little break at our six month was, I think it was It was needed. I think so. And you had a nice little vacation there. I did. Yeah. Although I was still surrounded by books the whole time, (laughs) which was nice. And I spent way too much money on books. Hey, it's fine. It is fine. How many books do you have in your library now? (laughs) Uh, Well, I am trying to keep it at a thousand. Like that is my, my, that's the ceiling. Uh, Mm -hmm. So naturally I have... One thousand and twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> but uh, naturally, as I'm, yeah, naturally, I'm over that. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to keep it at a thousand, so I know now I have like twenty nine books that I have to take out. Which mm-hmm. behind my couch, you can't see it, but I do have a couple piles going right now that are ones I could do without. I'm just going to donate them mm-hmm. or bring them to uh, like uh, the thrift store or whatever. But I'm I'm starting to get, like, the real good books that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And swapping out, like, old paperback, stuff like that. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. Ugh. Oh, me too. But I, uh, it's going to be hard parting with, I mean, James Patterson and Danielle Steele. Both of which, I'm not going to read any of them, but they were Nans. Yeah. So it's hard to part with those. But I don't think she would want me, of all people... She wouldn't want me holding on to stuff like that. Like, that's just collecting dust. And yeah, sh- she would have some choice words for me. I yeah, know. She'd be like, Stacy, what are you holding on onto that for? Like, collecting yeah. dust, wasting and dust. To which I would respond with, uh, Nan, <laughs> we seen what you had on your shelf by your bed. <laughs> the Harlequin. Don't give me that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Um. I don't even know where to start with this episode. We've got so much that I want to to touch on. Well, I feel like everybody deserves a heads up. I'm way too amped up on caffeine right now um, with <laughs> both of us not being able, like we haven't talked about our books in basically a month now. A month. So yeah. <sighs> I cracked a little <laughs> and I started to talk about some books but it was just really out you had to (laughs) it was it really was i mean we went a month without talking about books so but but here we are so it's going to be a little bit of a um more chaotic episode i want to say yeah i don't think that much of this is going to go to plan Mm -mm. or on any sort of time schedule so we might get lengthy yeah but hey it's our half birthday yeah. So we can be as long as we want to be. Exactly. And, oh, it's technically my birthday today. <laughs> You're right. We're in the future right now. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, back on track. Here we go. <laughs> I guess to start, we should talk about our anticipated books. Yeah. That were released in July. So the first one that I came across was the Air Raid Book Club by Annie Lyons. It's a historical fiction. was released July 11th. 336 pages. In 1938, London, Gertie Bingham considers retiring from her bookstore after her husband's death. However, she takes in a teenage Jewish refugee named Hetty and starts an air raid book club during the Blitz. As war hits home, the book club faces losses but relies on their stories and bonds to see them through. I think that would be, I. that's a very simplified description. I think. Like, it's very condensed, yeah. but 
but I think that just sounds like an incredible book. I love books that are based, um, I guess, yeah, I love historical books like that because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like I don't have a whole lot of knowledge, especially back that far, <laughs> obviously, yeah. but um, yeah. no, I think that's really cool, actually. And especially about a book club yeah. based back. Because yeah. I feel like, oh, it's so oh, cute. okay, all right, I'm so down for that. It gave me, uh, like, vibes of the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society is what came to oh, mind. Oh, I wasn't thinking that, actually. No? Oh. Because that is also based around a book club. Mm, cute. I don't think I've heard of that one. Becky. Oh, my gosh. Know. Okay. Before the next episode... Mm-hmm. We need to get a couple um, TV adaptations of books watched. Okay. That is going to be number one on your homework. My homework. All right. I'm ready. Because it is literally one of my favorite movies. I haven't read it. I've watched it. It is my absolute favorite. So I can only imagine what the book is like. Okay. Homework. Should we read it first and then watch it or vice versa? I don't know. Because I've already watched it before I read it. Maybe watch it and then read it. Okay. Let's... Because that's how I did it. Yep. Okay. And then maybe the next TV adaptation, we could read it before we watch it. Or. And see. Or, hear me out, what if I read it first? Oh. And then compare. Then we can compare notes and perspectives. Mm. Because right now, you're going to read that book picturing the movie. Oh, but it's some really great visual oh god am i gonna okay anyways we're off track again already okay next up for our releases for july is the little village of book lovers by nina george this is releasing on july 25th and it's a women's fiction with 252 pages in a little town in the south of france in the 1960s a dazzling encounter with love itself changes the life of infant orphan marie jean forever as a girl marie jean realizes that she can see the marks love has left on the people around her tiny glowing lights on the faces and hands that shimmer more brightly when the one meant for them is near before long marie jean is playing matchmaker bringing true loves together in her village as she grows up marie jean helps her foster father francis begin a mobile library that travels throughout the many small mountain towns in the region of nyons oh my god that sounds so cute um she finds herself bringing soulmates together every place she they go and there are always books that play a pivotal role in that quest however the only person that marie jean can't seem to find a soulmate for is herself she has no glow of her own though she waits and waits for it to appear everyone must have a soulmate surely but will marie jean be able to recognize hers when love finally comes her way oh my god that gives me like goosebumps on the back of my neck, I just think it sounds so unique and incredible. Like, I just feel like that's going to be such a good story. That is so cute. Okay, I was hooked already just with the fact of her, like, being able to see, like, marks of love. Like, I think that's yeah. such a cute idea. But a mobile library? Right. That's one like, way to kidnap goals. me. Honestly, done. I see that. <laughs> Take me. That's so cute. <laughs> And honestly, with it being in the 1960s, I think that's going to have, like, the just the vibe of itself is going to be so good. And especially France. <gasps> like, that's just... Oh, take me now. I agree. Oh, see, I just... <laughs> I very much feel like I'm currently living in a romance novel, and this... I want to live in this one. This is <laughs> what I want. Can, can we just, like, jump pages here? <laughs> can we jump, please? Oh. Oh, Oh, I'm obsessed with that. That's, wow. That is so cute. Yeah, that one is definitely on my list. Okay, so the next one we have is Immortal Longings by Chloe Gong. Uh, I believe that is the author of These Violent Delights. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the date for this one is July 18th. It's a fantasy. 383 pages. Every year, thousands in the kingdom of Talon will flock to its capital twin cities, San Ur, when the palace hosts a set of games. For those confident enough in their ability to jump between bodies, competitors across San Ur 
fight to the death to win unimaginable riches. Princess Kala lurks in hiding. Five years ago, a massacre killed her parents and left the palace of Ur empty. And she was the one who did it. Before King Kassa's forces in sand can catch her, she plans to finish the job and bring down the monarchy. Her reclusive uncle always greets the victor of the games, so if she wins, she gets her opportunity to at last kill him. Enter Anton Makusa, an exiled aristocrat. His childhood love has lain in a coma since they were both ousted from the palace, and he's deep in debt trying to keep her alive. Thankfully, he's one of the best jumpers in the kingdom, flitting from body to body at will. His last chance to save her is entering the games and winning. Kala finds both an unexpected alliance with Anton and help from King Cass's adopted son, August, who wants to mend Talon's ills. But the three of them have very different goals, even as Kala and Anton's partnership spirals into something all-consuming. Before the games close, Kala must decide what she's playing for, her lover or her kingdom. Hmm, okay. I can see that being actually really interesting, just with, like, the, the games and whatnot. I think it has more, like, I don't know, to me it has more sci-fi vibes and things. Okay, yeah. Jumping. With the jumping yeah, body okay. to body, yeah. But, I mean, the the rest of it seems more fantasy-like. I wonder what the purpose of, like, jumping through bodies would be. We will just have to read it and find out. See, I'm not, like, big into sci-fi, so it's, like... And the fantasy that you have read has been sprinkles of the other genres that yep. you like mixed in with it. So. That's the thing. I need yeah. spice or romance. I can't read anything if that's not in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I can't picture you sitting down with a novel about dragons and knights. <laughs> yeah. If there's no. If there's no spice. Yeah. If there's no, even just a slow burn, I, I just need something to look forward to. <laughs> I just need something. <laughs> yeah, well, by the sounds of it, that would have romance in it. True. I just feel yeah. like it doesn't sound like it's going to be very prominent. No, probably not. But hey, I'm just one person here. We've got some listeners that don't like the spice or the romance, so... I'll just I don't know what they're doing here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So the next we have is A Likeable Woman by May Cobb. This came out on July 11th, and it is a thriller with eight... Oh, oh my God. I was just about to say 800 pages. Dyslexia kicking it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 384 pages. I just find like after dark places, I need I still need a break from like the thriller and the suspense and the dark yeah. the dark reads. But like I do want to eventually get back into that. Like if I can find a book that's gonna like really grasp it's gonna really grab you. Yeah. I have a good good one for you. Okay. That I will talk about. Okay, mm -hmm. can't wait. All right. Um <laughs> plot. After her troublemaker mother's mysterious death, Kyra fled her wealthy Texas town and never looked back. Now, decades later, Kyra is invited to an old frenemy's vow renewal celebration. Though she is reluctant to go, there are things pulling her home, like chilled wine and days spent by the pool, like sexy Jack, her childhood crush. But more important are the urgent texts from her grandmother who says she has something for Kyra, something related to her mother's death, something that makes it look an awful lot like murder. When her grandmother gives Kyra a memoir that her mother had been working on before she died, Kyra is drawn into the past and all the sizzling secrets that came along with it. With few allies left in her gossipy country club town, Kyra turns to Jack for help as she gets closer to discovering what and who might have brought about her mother's end. It becomes clear that someone wants the past to stay buried. And they might come after Kyra next. Mmm. So that sounds like it might have some uh, little sprinklings of... Some some spice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought that sounds pretty good. Okay. The uh, sexy Jack. All right. <laughs> Jack. Are you going to give me some sprinkles here? <sighs> <laughs> I feel like it's... 
Like, it's hard to do a unique thriller. Yeah. I find. Like, when it comes to, like, things like this about, oh, who killed her mother? Mm -hmm. Or what happened? You know, like, I just feel like a lot has already been done. Yeah. So I wonder if there's going to be a real prominent, like, unique twist to this book. Yeah, because I feel like right now reading that, I'm like, oh, hey, it's going to end up being Jack. (laughs) So you think? Yep. Okay, well, now we have to read it. Prove me wrong, Miss Cobb. Mm-hmm. Okay, those I think those okay. are some actually really good ones. But the one I'm most excited for, honestly, is the little village of book lovers. Oh, oh. my god, I I just want to eat that up. Oh my god, I agree completely. <laughs> so cute, <laughs> and it's only 252 pages. Like that's a baby, which is like, oh, give it to me. Yes, like you could read that in a couple days. Yeah, I mean, not you because you work. A lot, but... Oh, I'm good now. I got every evening free. Oh, you're good now? <laughs> Give okay, me one evening. well, I can't wait to hear all the books that you're going to finish this uh, month. It's summer, though, <laughs> so, like, I'm not inside a whole lot, but... I know. I set up a tent out in the backyard that I'm going to convert into an outdoor reading area for me and for Audrey. Uh cute okay can i talk about the Um, books that i read last month now you've just been like bursting at the seams here (laughs) oh i have been you've been sitting on this for so long okay come on give it to me i'm ready i won't talk about all of them but oh my god becky there are some that you need to read like need there's one that i cannot wait to hear you talk about in like one in particular fourth wing yep because i keep seeing things that keeps saying, oh, the Aquatar lover, like, girlies, like, you need to read Fourth Wing. Yes. Yes. I cannot agree with that more. Mm. Okay. It was phenomenal. I mean, I don't even think I need to read the description for this out because just everybody has heard of Fourth Wing at this point. You gotta read it because you know what I'm I like. Will. I don't read synopsises. Sis-sis. Have it right here. I'm okay. gonna read it to you. Good. Thank you. Okay. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now, the commanding general, also known as her toughest talent's mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, Dragon Riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Rider's Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Biscayeth War College has an agenda, because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. Okay, I remember you reading this out now when we were yes. going over releases. Okay, Releases, yeah. Yes. And it it lived up to every bit of hype I've seen. Like, it's... It has a 4.6 at a 5-star rating. 76% of the ratings, the 204,000 ratings, were 5 stars. Wow. Yeah. It got incredible reviews. What did you rate it? 5. I, was gonna say. I would have <laughs> rated it higher if I could. <laughs> Create your own ranking system. Yeah. But, like, oh, Peggy, the, like... The chemistry between all of the the characters, like, not just Violet and Zayden, but just all of them, like, her friendships, everything just felt mm. so real. And when I finished that book, I swear to God, I felt like I lost my friends. Holy shit. Like, I want to read it again just to, like, I don't understand where Rebecca Yaros came from. She just, out of the blue, like, jumped on my radar with Fourth Wing. Never even seen her name before. Yeah. She, 
But now I want to read every book that she's ever wrote because how incredible this book was. Have you looked her up and seen like what else she's written? Yeah, she's got quite a bit. I actually have some paperbacks here. What? Didn't even. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I've never heard of her, honestly, until this came out. Yeah, there's a couple quotes that I wanted to read out, but I just, I feel like if I do, it just might, I don't know, just be a little too okay privy into certain parts of the book okay but honest to god like if you read only one book for the rest of the summer make it be this one. Oh my god okay yeah. i mean i listened to the audiobook yeah and it just it was an incredible experience Jeez. uh the narrator was i i don't know like a lot of people complained about how she was kind of nasally like she sounded like she might have been a bit stuffed up when she was but i put the speed up to like 1.5 mm-hmm. times the speed and you don't even notice it okay how long did it take you to read or listen to the book i think it was still like almost 10 hours wow so she's big yeah oh yeah it's like a fair size book she's 528 pages like, yes, big books like that scare me because I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm never going to get through that. But when they are good quality books, I'm glad and I'm thankful for them being so big. Like, um, A Court of Wings and Ruin. Like, that's taken me forever, mainly because I took, like, a month break. But yeah, I'm glad that that's big. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want it to end. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, this is a book like that that you're just reading and okay. you're just dreading when it ends because it's just so good. It also ends on a massive cliffhanger. Oh, so there's going to be a second, I'd yes. say. Yeah. Uh, November. Oh, she's already announced it. Yes. Oh, geez. This yes. just came out. Yes. And she's the second on the one is going to be ball. in November. Okay. Yeah. I will get this one right before then. Please. Yeah. Even if we have to feature it and I read it for a second time, I'm okay <laughs> with that. You're just looking oh. for an excuse now. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's just been incredible. Oh, man. That was my first five-star read of, of last month. Okay. Yeah. I had a few more. All right. I'm ready. Give it to us. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. So I'm not going to, like, really go into all of the books I read last month. I'll just list them out. Um, I also read The On Honeymooners by Christina Lauren. Yes. I love Christina Lauren, but this book really fell flat for me. I only rated it two stars. Yeah. Oh, I've heard so much about that, though. Like, I remember when it first, I don't know if it was, like, last year or the year before. Like, it was all over TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, like, received it good. But I just could not get past it. Like, the characters just didn't do it for me. There Mm -hmm. felt like there was absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. Everything felt forced. There were just parts of the plot just made absolutely no sense like on what earth what planet would this actually be a thing like i just the idea behind the book was phenomenal like i thought this was going to be a great read now did you read this right after fourth wing (laughs) that look on your face tells me yes (laughs) (laughs) so i think you're (laughs) even still even still, other people that I have on my friends list have rated it like a two and a three. Okay. So I know that I'm not the only one that that felt kind of weirdly icky about this this story. Weirdly icky. Weirdly okay. icky. Yeah. All right. Give me the plot. The plot. You want it? Yep. Okay. Olive is always unlucky in her career, in love, in, well, everything. Her identical twin sister, Amy, on the other hand, is probably the luckiest person in the world. Her meet-cute with her fiancé is something out of romantic comedy, gag. And she's managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a series of internet contests, double gag. I think I read this one night before, because you thought yeah, you, I was adding the gags. I thought you literally were just like, oh, yeah. gag. <laughs> no, it's in, it's yep. in the description. <laughs> uh, worst of all, she's forcing Olive to spend the day with her sworn enemy, Ethan, who just happens to be the best man. Olive braces herself to get through 24 hours of wedding hell before she can return to her comfortable, unlucky life. But when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning from eating bad shellfish, the only people who aren't affected are Olive and Ethan. And now there's an all-expenses-paid honeymoon in Hawaii up for grabs. 
Putting their mutual hatred aside for the sake of a free vacation, Olive and Ethan head for paradise, determined to avoid each other at all costs. But when Olive runs into her future boss, the little white lie she tells him is suddenly at risk to become a whole lot bigger. She and Ethan now have to pretend to be loving newlyweds, and her luck seems worse than ever. But the weird thing is that she doesn't mind playing pretend. In fact, she feels kind of lucky. I mean, it sounds like it would be cute. Yeah. It really does. But their entire hatred of each other was based on miscommunication. Here we go. Gag. (laughs) Double gag. Exactly. So, I just... Yeah. So, anyways, that was that was my first, and I thought, like, okay, you know, I started the month strong with fourth wing. It's just gonna go downhill from here. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. But then I figured, well, let's go on a little Christina Lauren binge, mm-hmm. and finally read Love in Other Words. Okay. That came out to be my second five star read of the oh. month. Oh, that was such a good book. I finished it in one day. Holy crap! Yeah. I devoured it. It was so good. I was listening to it while I was taking the carpet off my stairs. (laughs) I was literally on the last step and I was crying from this book. Oh my God. I had to stop and sit on the step and just cry. (laughs) (laughs) You just needed to cry break. (laughs) Yep. Okay. I'll read it. The description for this one too, because I honest God, you need to read this book. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. The story of the heart can never be unwritten. Macy Sorensen is settling into an ambitious, if emotionally tepid routine. Work hard as a new pediatrics resident, plan her wedding to an older, financially secure man, keep her head down and heart tucked away. But when she runs into Elliot Petropoulos, the first and only love of her life, the careful bubble she's constructed begins to dissolve. Once upon a time, Elliot and Macy's entire world, growing from her gangly, bookish friend into the man who coaxed her heart open again after the loss of her mother, only to break it on the very night he declared his love for her. Told in alternating timelines between then and now, teenage Elliot and Macy grow from friends to much more, spending weekends and lazy summers together in a house outside of San Francisco, devouring books, sharing favorite words, and talking through their growing pains and triumphs. As adults, they have become strangers to one another until their chance reunion. Although their memories are obscured by the agony of what happened that night many years ago, Elliot will come to understand the truth behind Macy's decade-long silence and will have to overcome the past and himself to revive her faith in the possibility of an all-consuming love. Okay, what happened? Like, oh my, okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. The whole time, like, listening to this audiobook i was just like but what happened what what happened on that night <laughs> what could have it, possibly gone wrong did it kind of go back and forth like you remember in dark places how it was like you knew it was coming like you knew you were gonna find out soon was it kind of like that um kind of along the sense of you know getting closer to the end of the book you're gonna get to okay the big you know reveal um but it wasn't like like you didn't know right off the bat that like this was the night that okay you know, yeah, yeah you it was just you knew based on the timeline of the book that okay gotcha yeah, yeah. oh it hit me so hard oh god oh, okay the tropes in this is just like I love 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 uh childhood best friends to lovers mm-hmm. super cute then second chance. Mm. I love second chance romances. Oh, but it's just, it was such a, like, such a vivid book. Like, I could picture it all. Oh. And I mean, that's what I love about yeah. Christina Lauren is that most of her books, other than that one, the On Honeymooners, yeah. I've devoured and just felt so connected to the books. This is one of them. I remember seeing that all over TikTok, like, two, three yes. years ago, maybe. And yeah, I clearly it lived up to the hype. I think I'm ready for a book to make me cry again. I'm yeah. I'm ready to have my my heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this entire podcast is just me dumping my books onto your TBR. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's that's what we're doing here. It's getting too big. <laughs> uh. Um my next five star read was In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. Hmm. I know that we had 
touched on this at some point, but another one that made me cry. It was two books in a row. Oh my, oh my God. Your heart must have been. Yeah. This one I was reading and listening to the audiobook because I literally did not want to stop at any point. Mm. So I was reading it and listening to it when I was working or when I was driving and then I would read it again. Yeah. I happened to end this book while I was driving from dropping Maddie off at her dad's to back home. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I was coming up to the ending. Oh my God. At that point. So I was crying (laughs) driving home and I was like, this is not safe. (laughs) (laughs) This is a driving hazard. (laughs) I have been ever since I read this book, trying to find another book with the same vibes the same elements so i could feel this again Mm -hmm. and i haven't yet so to anyone listening please recommend me books (laughs) help that's like in five years because my heart just needs more of it uh Uh, okay where do you see yourself in five years when type a manhattan lawyer Danny Cohen is asked this question at the most important interview of her career. She has a meticulously crafted answer at the ready. Later, after nailing her interview and accepting her boyfriend's marriage proposal, Danny goes to sleep knowing she is right on track to achieve her five-year plan. Mm. But when she wakes up, she's suddenly in a different apartment with a different ring on her finger and beside a very different man. The television news is on in the background and she can just make out the scrolling date. It's the same night, December 15th, but 2025, five years in the future. After a very intense, shocking hour, Danny wakes again at the brink of midnight back in 2020. She can't shake what has happened. It certainly felt much more than merely a dream, but she isn't the kind of person who believes in visions. That nonsense is only charming coming from free-spirited types, like her lifelong best friend, Bella. Determined to ignore the odd experience, she files it away in the back of her mind. That is, until four and a half years ago, when by chance Danny meets the very same man from her long-ago vision. Brimming with joy and heartbreak, in five years is an unforgettable love story that reminds us of the power of loyalty, friendship, and the unpredictable nature of destiny. Wow. That book is so much more than that description. I will say that. I can see that being so, like, eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I can't even, like, say much about it because I don't want to spoil anything that happens in that book. Mm -hmm. But I just noticed that somebody on my friends list only rated it a two. A two? And what, you rated it a five. But then there's somebody that rated it a four. Somebody else rated it a five. Okay. Uh, Everybody overall, has different perspectives. Yeah. Overall, it's fairly good. I mean, it's 3.8 out of 5 is the average, and it's 410,000 reviews. Okay. Ratings, so. I just feel like but, it's it's hard to judge, a, or it's hard to base a book off of other people's um, yeah. ratings, because everyone's so different. We all perceive things differently. Like, I could read, I mean, we're both very similar with, like, the type of books that we like but i could read that and completely hate it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's one thing that i never understood is people taking reviews and recommendations from people um like so seriously like i've seen that a lot in the book groups that i'm in on facebook Mm -hmm. people saying like don't read this book it was so bad you know yeah how can you say that like to say to somebody like don't read it just because you didn't like it doesn't mean that the next person yeah, won't. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I don't know. But this book was just... Oh, uh, Do read it. Like, my heart hurts again. Oh, God. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. It was just really sad, too. Like, it just had me ugly crying, oh. trying to drive. I haven't ugly cried since Pen Pal. <laughs> like... Uh. I know. I literally have It's haven't. not quite... I don't think it's quite to that extent, but it's it's different. It's... Like, it'll still get me in my feels. The sad part... Yeah, the sad part isn't so much about, like, the relationship. It's something 
different. So it was different mm. for me. Like normally the, the books that I've read, like whether it's Colleen Hoover or whoever, Pen Pal, like mm-hmm. it was always the the couple. Yeah. Something happened there that would make me cry. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of outside of that. Okay. It's really hard for me to explain. Okay. Just leave it at that. Yeah. That's good. Okay. It really makes you reflect on things. See, I like that. I want to be, I want to question my life choices. (laughs) Put me on the stand. Okay. Okay. The only other one that I feel is worth mentioning from last month's books was uh, Broken Bonds by Jay Bree. I started that series. That's the the Bonds That Tie series. Did you tell me about and this or tell me that I should read maybe it? Maybe. I don't think don't. I don't think I've seen that. No. Oh, it is it's great. You would you would really like it. It's oh. it's a subtle fantasy. I'll say it like that. Okay. Like it's it's not like blaringly like you have this whole universe that you have to learn, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, after the death of my mother and her bonded, I was relieved to find my own bonds. I was sure everything would be okay if I had them. It wasn't. The fate of our people is in my hands, and I know we're better off if I'm alone. After five years on the run, I'm caught and dragged back to face the men I ran away from. I thought I was doing the right thing. Now I'm not so sure. North, Knox, Griffin, Atlas, and Gabe may never forgive me, but one thing is for sure, I won't ever forgive myself. So I read that before reading this book, and it didn't really stand out to me as like a a good description of the book. And I didn't really, I guess I didn't fully understand what bonded was when I was reading the, like, I mean, I'm sure you can, can piece it together now that like I've, of like bonding as in like from like, (laughs) like a, uh, like a book that we read and they were bonded yes yes yeah yes okay. it is like that like like to be bonded you have this connection mm-hmm. that isn't you know like that surpasses normal human you know okay. like yeah uh so she has one two three four five people what yes. happens there with that <laughs> so I don't know, like, I, I, I'm not going to say any, like, spoilers or anything, but I don't know if it's really, like, a, like, a why choose sort of situation, like a reverse harem. I don't think it's quite like that. So she doesn't but, need to choose. So it's like a candy store. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> uh, the first book was, um, like, I mean, everything feels like it's very slow burn. Mm-hmm. But I'm on to, like, the third book now. And it is very good. Okay. Very good. Okay. Does she have her sprinkles? Yes. Yes. I like me some sprinkles. All right. <laughs> I think we can. The episode name. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. So, yeah, that was... that. Those were my books, minus some of the books that I didn't really care to... Mm-hmm. explain um but i had a pretty good month for reading i think i <laughs> your i made up for your my lack of reading your lack of reading <laughs> yeah definitely i oh my god i couldn't even finish the featured read last month <laughs> i had no uh, time to be fair the featured read was also kind of difficult to read anyways i just I feel like it, it is not one that really grabs hold of you and you've got to finish it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not one of those books. It was, I feel it's a good summer read. It's like a lazy pick it up and just yeah. read some. But I can understand too if you weren't fully. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I wasn't fully into it. it I don't know at what point it gets to a better part where it's like uh, the end. Good lord. 
<laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Uh, Piper is a very interesting character and yeah. she grates on your nerves mm-hmm. and I think that was intended. Yeah. That because it has really big Shits Creek vibes. Very big. Mm. Like she is this rich posh party girl just dropped into this fisherman town. Yeah. But it's her character development through the entire novel to the end, which is what makes it And I can see that kind of worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just I don't have the patience for it. No. I just I I like fast burns or at least like I don't know. We gotta give Did me some. Did you get to the spicy part? No. I don't really remember. Hold on, because I know that there was something that happened while I was because I switched over to audio to the audiobook mm-hmm. for a bit because I was working my night shift at the time, and I was like, "Hey, great opportunity." Um, I remember there being something that was happening that was like kind of spicy because I literally stopped what I was doing. I was like, "Okay." okay. <laughs> Like, you know, um, but I was also trying to work at the same time of reading or listening to the audiobook. So I think that's why it's like not in my brain right now because I wasn't fully paying attention to it. I'll screenshot the the pages okay. of where it is in the book. Yes, please. Because it is worth the read. Okay. <laughs> and like maybe I did come across that. I just I don't yeah. remember. I don't even know how far in I was. I think there's like four hours left to the book in the audiobook anyway so mm-hmm. i don't know i just i just thought it was so cute brendan trying to um like understand piper's lifestyle but mainly the one thing that really caught me that i just thought that it was the most adorable thing was the whole instagram yeah thing. yeah when he got instagram and yeah and like followed her right away by acting yeah yeah Yeah. and they were just like you're not supposed to do that (laughs) she's gonna know (laughs) oh i just Uh, thought that was adorable i know that made me laugh but there were a couple things that made me laugh but it was it just wasn't enough and especially with me being so busy i was like yeah (sighs) and it being in third person is what yeah made it difficult for me to read it yeah that's i wasn't expecting that that threw me off yeah, it's fine when I'm expecting it, like Harry Potter or Nicholas Sparks books, like, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. I know already going into it that it's going to be third person, but, like, I just wasn't expecting that. So I was like, oh, oh, okay, I had to readjust, like, my settings up here <laughs> in my brain and, like, trying to read that. I don't know. But this month, oh, like, now that I have more time to read this month, I'm already mm-hmm. reading things that I'm, like, obsessed with. Oh, my God. What are you reading? Tell me. Ah! So I think I already told you um, this main book that has got me so friggin' into it. Um, Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. I've seen that so many places now. So this is a YA romance. Again, I just, I don't care if it's YA or if it's dark. I just need the romance. Mm -hmm. Uh, 356 pages and the description is Liz has always known that Wes Bennett was not boyfriend material you would think that her next door neighbor would be a prince candidate for her romantic comedy fantasies but Wes has only proven himself to be a pain in the butt ever since they were little Wes was the kid who put a frog in her Barbie dream house the monster who hid a lawn gnome's severed head in her little homemade neighborhood book exchange (laughs) flash forward (laughs) 10 years from the great gnome decapitation it's liz's senior year a time meant to be rife with milestones perfect for any big screen and she needs wes's help see liz's forever crush michael has just moved back to town and horribly annoyingly he's hitting it off with wes meaning that if liz wants michael to finally notice her and hopefully be her prom date she needs wes he's her in but as liz and wes scheme to get liz her magical prom moment she's shocked to discover that she actually likes being around wes and as they continue to grow closer she must re-examine everything she thought she knew about love and rethink her own perception of what happily ever after should really look like so okay for starters like she works at a bookstore 
She loves like romantic comedies. Like she, every chapter has a quote from a romantic comedy movie that like kind of pertains to like what that chapter is going to be about. Yeah. Oh, so like there's quotes from 10 Things I Hate About You. There's quotes from, I know, I know. Literally the only reason why I started like even putting this on my uh, TBR, like however long ago that was, is because I seen a picture of the beginning of one of the chapters and it was a quote from 10 Things I Hate About You. And I was like, what is this piece of work right now? Like, that is my favorite romantic comedy. Okay, that is going very high <laughs> on the list now. But, like, I just felt like I related to her so much because she keeps saying that, like, she's living very much, like, a her life as a romantic comedy. And mm-hmm. all she does is watch romantic comedies. And, oh, my God. Like, she listens. So, other than the book, like, the quotes from the movies, are there other references throughout the books? Yeah. Like, throughout the chapters, I mean? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, like... Oh, that's interesting. All she does... So she's very much, like, a music lover, okay? So anytime that she's not, like, busy or, like, working or anything like that, she has her headphones in and she's listening to the playlists from romantic comedies, like, from her favorites. Okay. Okay? Um, And basically the reason why she loves romantic comedies so much is because her mom was a huge rom-com buff. And that was their thing. And her mom passed away. Oh, I love that. So oh, like, that's, so that's, yeah. So that's like, oh, but I, oh, I love it so much. Like, I just, there's been so many times where I'm like reading it and I'm there like, mm, like I'm giggling and I'm like. <laughs> that's what I love about YA. Yeah. I just find that so many of YA romance are just so like feel good, yeah. fluffy feeling, you know, and it just feels so innocent. <laughs> And, like, I just, like, you know right from the bat, like, or right off of the bat that her and this next-door neighbor that who she hates, you know, they're going to end up together. Oh, obviously. Like, you know it. And especially with them, like, you know, the next-door neighbors, they're always bickering and fighting. And then, finally, that switches. So it's enemies to lovers. Yes. I love that. Oh, my god but i literally i had to stop myself from reading it because i was i'm gonna finish it soon and i was like no mm-hmm. like i don't want this to be over yet like i've waited so <laughs> long to read this book and now it's like yeah. no i i'm literally obsessed like it is oh, so awesome. friggin cute mm-hmm. mm. okay i might have to start that one tonight yeah you should <laughs> oh my god like i recommend it so much it's- i think it's on kindle unlimited right um i had to pay for it so i hope it's not on kindle you still have yeah okay well it would come up if it was yeah last time i was looking at it it was on kindle unlimited but dang i guess it must not be now i know that they do cycle eight books every now and then yeah um worth it okay okay so so what are you reading right now uh oh i have a lot on my plate oh (laughs) jeez So, I'll start with what I'm reading on Kindle Unlimited. Okay. Lessons from a One Night Stand okay. by Piper Rain. How's that going? Uh, eh. It's kind of hard for me to read. Like, I've basically been just popping into it, reading a few pages, just enough to keep up my Kindle streak. Okay. Yeah. So... It's, it hasn't been, it hasn't gripped me yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm how far? 20%. <sighs> okay. Usually I would have DNF'd by now. I'm surprised you haven't. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I'm optimistic that it'll catch up. Okay, good for you. Uh, <laughs> so the plot is, if you're a guy like me and you find yourself having banged your sexy new boss, the school principal, in the back of your Jeep one drunken night, here's a few takeaways based on my experience. Lesson one, always get her full name. Lesson two, consider asking what she does for a living. Lesson three, find out why she's moved to town. Get details. Details are crucial. Lesson four, don't alter her bio in front of an auditorium of high school students unless you know she has a sense of humor for that sort of thing. Lesson five, if you ignore lesson four, apologize instead of flirt when you're sent to the principal's office. Lesson six, never sleep with her again. 
Lesson 7. Pay attention to this one. It's the most important of them all. Don't fall for your one-night stand. Class dismissed. Oh. So, it sounds really good. Yeah. I think it's just slow getting into it, mm. and I'm just struggling to keep my attention on it. That's, that's yeah. it. And maybe it's because I have so many other things that I'm reading that I want to read more than this book, mm-hmm. but I want to keep my <laughs> my streak going on Kindle. So Yeah, and I feel like you do need know. to go, you need to read more of it, though, because we need to see if if it does pick up, if there is a grasping mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like listening to that, like, that sounds like it'd be really good. He's um, also the oldest of i think like four or five siblings uh their parents died and he's like the guardian of the younger Mm. ones which are still like high school age um so it also like throws in that bit of um like he has sort of like this paternal yeah it does go back and forth like his dual point of view okay great i like that because it gets holly's point of view as well which is the the principal but i don't know i guess we'll just see how it goes so he so far it's just is not gripping. So he's in high school. He's a teacher. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that makes me feel yeah. a lot more comfortable. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't specify that. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, because it says yeah, new boss, the school principal. New. Okay, yeah. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like workplace. Okay. And it's also like one night stand. I guess mm. best way to put it. Yeah. But yeah hmm. we shall see to be what else are you reading? determined yeah i mean obviously i'm still reading a court of wings and ruin by sarah hey, me too. <laughs> i'm glad i'm not the only one here yeah um i took a month so how far i'm i'm still like about a third into the book okay probably a little less than a third Mm-hmm. I'm kind of bad with fractions just by looking at it like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I took a month break and it was on purpose. I mean, besides the fact that I was really busy last month, but maybe it was more than a month break than that I took because I'm not ready to finish that series. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I want to prolong it as long as possible. And I know Ilsa doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> but I have to because I love Reese so much. I'm not ready for him to I be know. gone from my life yet. I know. I I feel that as yeah. well. So I just picked it up again uh, the other day. I don't remember what day this was. So I, I am actively reading it again now. But still yeah. just couple chapters here and there just you know again with the sprinkles yeah just a different kind of sprinkle just this a, time. it's a re-sprinkle yeah uh i'm about halfway through okay um i am reading but i'm also listening to the audiobook mm-hmm. at first i was just listening to the normal audiobook uh which goes pretty well with the chapters of the physical book so i was very easily able to once i finish chapter 21 i can pop over to the book and read chapter 22 but then ilsa reminded me of the dramatized (gasps) audiobook i forgot about that so that is what i'm listening to right now so it is very much an experience like oh yes okay okay give me one give me one thing what does a sound like (laughs) Uh, they all sound very good. Mm. Yes. The scenes <laughs> yes. are, yeah. Are they coated in sprinkles? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, the background noise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they spared no expense with background noises. Good lord. It has literally been just an experience just listening to it because um like the parts where when they talk about like their wings and you can hear <gasps> their wings in the background. You can hear footsteps. You can hear like uh like chatter, everything. It's just and also having each character 
their own like voice actor. Yeah. Is incredible. Oh, uh, uh, maybe I'm going to switch over to that because that sounds it's so unscribed. Good. Okay. So you don't have to like, I'm paying for the monthly scribe now because I've been using it so much. Yeah, then, I mean, other than that, I'm just reading the featured read. So you can talk about, yeah. Um, so other than listening to uh, A Court of Wings and Ruin, I'm also listening to the audiobook from Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, hold on. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. Isn't that a TV? Isn't that on Netflix? It was on, yeah, Netflix. Uh, I'll just read the description of it. I'm thinking of ending things. Once this thought arrives, it stays. It sticks. It lingers. It's always there. Always. Jake once said, Sometimes a thought is closer to truth, to reality, than in action. You can say anything, you can do anything, but you can't fake a thought. And here's what I'm thinking. I don't want to be here. In this smart and intense literary suspense novel, Ian Reid explores the depths of the human psyche, questioning consciousness, free will, the value of relationships, fear, and the limitations of solitude. Reminiscent of tense, gripping, and atmospheric, I'm thinking of ending things, pulls you in from the very first page and never lets go. So far, it is very, like, weirdly creepy. Mm. And I'm listening to the audiobook, so it's, I think it hits a little different yeah definitely because you're getting like those vibes too yeah um i i don't think i'm really like far enough in it to really understand much of what's happening so far i'm about like 40 percent through not quite halfway okay that's not bad like how how long is it five hours and 22 minutes oh it's not bad at all yeah i'm excited to hear about how that's going to turn out yeah i I'm seeing, like, a lot of mixed reviews on it, so I'm curious how I'm going to fare with it. So, for my physical read, I've started The Dead Romantics. This is one of your new books from St. John's, right? Yes, by Ashley Poston. Okay. She's the same one that wrote um, The Seven-Year Slip that we talked about last month. Oh, I didn't realize that that was the same author. Yes, so... I'm so excited to read The Seven Year Slip. That just sounded so interesting to me. But I wanted to read The Dead Romantics first because, you know, she published that one before The Seven Year Slip. I know yeah. it's not connected. Yeah, but still. But it just felt right. Yep. Hey, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this one is 368 pages. It just is so good. It's so good. Florence Day is the ghostwriter for one of the most prolific romance authors in the industry, and she has a problem. After a terrible breakup, she no longer believes in love. It's as good as dead. When her new editor, a too handsome mountain of a man, won't give her an extension on her book deadline, Florence prepares to kiss her career goodbye. But then she gets a phone call she never wanted to receive, and she must return home for the first time in a decade to help her family bury her beloved father. For ten years, she's run from the town that never understood her, and even though she misses the sound of a warm southern night and her eccentric, loving family and their funeral parlor, she can't bring herself to stay. Even with her father gone, it feels like nothing in this town has changed, and she hates it. Until she finds a ghost standing at the funeral parlor's front door, just as broad and infuriatingly handsome as ever, and she's just as confused about why he's there as she is. Romance is most certainly dead, but so is her new editor, and his unfinished business will have her second-guessing everything she's ever known about love stories. So, okay. Okay. Uh, right? Like, it's got that, like, edginess to it. Yeah. Okay. I'm here uh, for it. There's a lot of five-star reviews on this one. All of the, like, top reviews are all five-star. Yeah, I can see why, honestly. Like, I just find, like, she's two books now, like The Seven Year Slip and this one. Incredible premise to these books. Like, how does somebody come up with this? I know, I don't like, understand. I want some of that brain juice. Yeah. <laughs> that brain <laughs> juice. Yeah, I don't understand, honestly. Like, and the fact, too, like, when you hear about how authors came up with their stories and they were like, oh, we were, I was just relaxing one day, like... Taking a train ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or on a plane. <laughs> like, how? How? Yep. I'm jealous. Yep. 
So I can't wait to finish that one. And I feel it's going to be a five star. Mm. I already just know yep. in my bones that it's going to be a five star. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if anybody's new here, our featured read is a book that we pick each month to, it's basically just one book that we'll both read each month and we'll discuss at the end of the month episode and we'll post it on our Instagram the first day of the month so that if anybody wants to read along and listen into our discussion at the end of the month, you can. And then... Mm -hmm. We will dive into it with no spoilers first, and then at the end of the episode, we'll be with all of the spoilers. Yeah, so if you haven't read it and you want to get out before we ruin everything, yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. But it's good so far. So tell us about it. I guess we should, I was going to say, yeah. I guess we should actually say what the featured read is. What did we choose? <laughs> so we picked Happy Place by Emily Henry, and I'm a big emily henry fan you are have not been failed by emily henry yet what a gal and i don't i don't think that that's ever gonna happen because her books are just so feel good and easy to read okay so happy place by emily henry is a romance obviously (laughs) uh 400 pages and the description is Harriet and Wynne have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls. Except now, for reasons they are still not discussing, they don't. They broke up six months ago and still haven't told their best friends, which is how they find themselves sharing the largest bedroom at the main cottage that has been their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade. Their annual respite from the world where, for one vibrant blue week, they leave behind their daily lives, have copious amounts of cheese, wine, and seafood, and soak up the salty coastal air with the people who understand them most. Only this year, Harriet and Wynne are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other, because a cottage is for sale and this is the last week they'll all have together in this place. They can't stand to break their friends' hearts and so they'll play their parts. Harriet will be the driven, surgical resident who never starts a fight, and Wynne will be the laid-back charmer who never lets the cracks show. It's a flawless plan if you look at it from a great distance and through a pair of sunscreen-smeared sunglasses. After years of being in love, how hard can it be to fake it for one week in front of those who know you best? I'm only a couple chapters in as well. Like, I'm not, like, super, super far yet because I only just started this two three days ago i can't even remember how long ago it's been now but i'm liking it so far like they just got to the cottage yeah 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 i think we might be very similar where we are in it it's making me want to go to a cottage and get away yeah but not with an ex (laughs) (laughs) no thank you no thanks um the way that she describes this cottage at the start Mm. i wanted to go like like i just want to read out that one paragraph give it to us okay happy place knott's harbor maine a cottage on the rocky shoreline with knotty pine floorboards and windows that are nearly always open the smell of evergreens and brine wafting in from the breeze and white linen drapes lifting in a lazy dance the burble of a coffee maker and that first deep pull of cold ocean air as we step out onto the flagstone patio, steaming mugs in hand. I want it! Give me! Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. When it started out with that, I literally thought it was going to be a third-person book. I was kind of nervous at first. Yeah. Because I was like, shit, this is, like, super descriptive. But then I was like, okay. I like this now. Yeah. She just really had to um, set the scene. Describe the happy place. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt it mm-hmm. reading that the way that she described it, and like her friendships with both Sabrina and Cleo, mm. the way that she explained, and like the differences between the three. It was just. Oh, I can't wait to read it I and know. then just get into it at the end of the month. It just seems so wholesome. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I hope that it's going to focus a lot on their friendships as well. It seems that way. You know, way. like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I really hope that it does. That it's not just all about 
Harriet and win. That it'll it'll be the friendship side of it as well. I feel like she wouldn't go that into detail about their friendship if she wasn't going to further. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. I've I've got the feeling that she's gonna keep going with that. Good. Yeah. I hope so. Mm. Only time will tell. True. <laughs> God, I've literally. What are you eating? It's just fries and chicken <laughs> balls. <laughs> Okay, I think that finally clues up our episode. Bye guys in two weeks. Uh, bye bye. Toodles.